Welcome to This Week in the State Line, a conversation with the local people and local topics you care about. It's Steve Summers with This Week in the State Line, talking to Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara like we do each and every week. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Steve. And Steve, thanks again for uh, allowing us to be on every week with you. Well, it just seems like a lot of finger pointing going on this past few days. A lot of people unsure of what to do next. Where do we stand as a city with the COVID-19 and opening, closings? Where do we stand? Where do you think? Well, I I don't see the finger pointing. I I think where we stand right now is, as of today, we have 1,179 confirmed cases. Uh, We sadly have uh, lost 39 citizens. And I believe when you look at uh, the process that we're taking, we're trying to balance uh, what we see as extremes. You have some folks who are on the side of everything needs to be open, and to their defense, they're partially right. And then you have some folks who are on the side of everything still needs to remain closed, and in their defense, they're partially right. But the answer isn't either of those. Uh, The answer to me is in the middle. So we have created... uh, working teams made up of experts in their field, and these teams are working to put in place protocols and policies that allow us to open as soon as possible, uh, but also allow us to open as safely uh, and sustainably as possible, because we know the worst thing that can happen is that we open, and then we'll have to close back down. That's something we can't do. But if we can open uh, certain aspects of that may have been included in the governor's phase four, open them in phase three. Uh, as long as we can do those safely, uh, responsibly, and sustainably, and uh, we're meeting all of our health metrics, we'd be willing to do that. I heard a lot of people say that, well, of course, there's more testing. We're going to have more results because there's more testing. And it, it's kind of a double-edged sword because well, of course. It, that just seems complicated. Like, there's more, but we still can't open. Yeah, so... That's an obvious answer, yes. When you do more testing, you will have more positive cases, uh, total number of cases. The thing that we are looking at isn't necessarily the number of cases. It's the positivity rate of those that are getting tested. So right now we have, over the last, uh, I'd say probably 10 to 15 days, we're hovering in that uh, 13 to 18% range. Uh, I should really say 13 to about 17% range. We really want to get that percent positivity down under 10. Uh, that's where we really want to be. But where we need to be for the governor's plans and for our plans locally is under 20%. And we're well on our way there uh, to do so. The governor says that we haven't reached our peak yet. That probably won't happen now till June that's statewide. Do you see that happening in Winnebago County or at least in Rockford? So I think we're going to continue to see cases, and I think we're going to continue to, to see our lives disrupted, uh, quite honestly, in probably ways that none of us could have imagined back in January. Um, as for the peak, I, I let the health experts, uh, Dr. Martell at the health department, and all of the wonderful experts we have in our community uh, provide that information. But we were scheduled to receive our peak uh at the first week of May, and we certainly saw a huge number of cases there. It's been a little bit difficult for me to track that since we, uh, the state had this issue with the test results, so it took a little bit of time. So I think as we look over the next several days, we'll be able to provide you a better answer on that. Yeah, without a doubt, Dr. Martell is doing wonderful work. She's amazing to listen to. You actually learn things when you listen to her and the facts, which is great. 
Uh, this week, you also came out mentioning that you were looking for donations for food for the area because the food pantries were running low. Yeah, so we definitely want more food uh, and donations to these pantries. These pantries are critical. Our residents know where they're at. They're typically placed in areas that are already food deserts. They always need our help, but right now during this crisis, they really need our help. Are there uh, provisions in line for people to donate? I mean, is it just stop, drop, and roll kind of thing? Or are there uh, set up? I have a GoFundMe page that I can send you the link to. Okay. We would love any donations. That would be phenomenal. So cash is fine as well? You can donate cash, uh, certainly, and 100% of your donations goes to purchasing food. Uh, the, you got to remember, these uh, pantries are largely run by volunteers, so uh, really incredible, really shows the character and values of our community. But you can also drop off food at any of their locations. So this week of of transition, as we just kind of wait until after the month of May to see where we go, uh, any words of advice or anything you would like to pass along to the listeners? Yeah, I would say kind of what I've said each and every time we've been on, uh, you know, these next couple days are are really important for us. Uh, We are well on our way to meet all of our benchmarks from contact tracing uh, to positivity rates to uh, capacity in our health systems. Let's continue what we've been doing. Stay, uh, stay home as much as you can. Uh, wear your face covering, uh, and let's be able to move to this next level. And let's, uh, we'll, and I will ensure if our citizens can do that, I'll ensure that our working teams are working uh, nonstop to help us be in the best position possible to open more parts of our, our economy as soon as possible. And is there a good source to find information for uh, individuals who are? Are struggling with like abuse, and uh, we see a lot of more crime rates seems to be coming back up, and people are getting antsy. Uh, where do we find resources for assistance for any of the situations we may be in? So everything from uh, resources for domestic violence uh, survivors to those who need help with purchasing food, uh, paying for the rent and mortgage, paying utilities. Uh, City of Rockford's really stepping up and uh, is here for all of our residents uh, during the state's stay-at-home order. Uh, because the state has placed this order upon all of us, we thought it was incumbent on us as a city to step up and fill this. So you can find all of those resources at the City of Rockford's website, which is rockfordil.gov. And you were putting together a panel of individuals um, that you were thinking about would be helpful in getting the city to open up safely and securely and slowly. Uh, that panel is still meeting regularly? Everything's going well? Yeah, we have 10 working teams made up of uh, 140 individuals throughout our area. Oh, that's a lot of people. That's a big Zoom session. <laughs> well, there's 10 different teams, so there's not 140 people on one meeting, but uh, we wanted to make sure that, uh, number one, uh, these teams were reflective of uh, the diversity of our community, uh, both in uh, race and social economic statuses, as well as an industry. So these 10 teams, if I may ask, is like one for restaurants, one is for... Uh, so pump- we have one yeah. that's for small business, we have one that's for industry, we have one that's arts and culture, we have one that's hospitality and tourism, we have one that's art, uh, is workforce and education, we have one that's infrastructure, uh, then we have some more that are just focused on city stuff, like city budget. Uh, we have another one that's focused on government efficiency. I really think, you know, as Although this is a tremendous challenge, and it certainly is, it's also a tremendous opportunity. We have long known that government government needs to be more efficient, and 
typically uh, people come together when things are going really good or things are going really bad. So I want to, uh, this is a horrible use of words, but take advantage of this situation and make government as efficient as it possibly can be. And we know uh, with the number of taxing bodies in our area, it could be far more efficient. So then just one last thought in my head is that all these 10 different units will report to you and then you have to report to the governor for approval? Or is that something you approve and say, let's do this? So what we're going to do is uh, we've chose from the very beginning that every single decision is going to be guided by health metrics. And so we are working uh, closely with Dr. Martell to help make these decisions. So each one of these groups will bring uh, their decisions up to our policy team, uh, which includes Dr. Martell. And we're not going to do anything unless it's in uh, the best interest uh, of the health as well as our, uh, and that health should be both uh, physical health, emotional health, and financial health. Very insightful. We appreciate that because a lot of people are asking questions like, well, what happens once we get recommendations? Where do we go? So that was a good outline so people know exactly the next step. So we have to get through May, and then we'll see what June brings upon us, right? Certainly. Well, thank you so much, Steve. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara joining us this week in the State Line. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This week in the State Line continues. I'm Steve Summers talking with John Grove from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau this morning. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me today. I love to hear the fact that you're healthy. That's great news so it seems like the rockford region really got hit as far as the arts entertainment the hotels um how have you been handling this whole transition with the rockford area convention and visitors bureau yeah well it certainly is true that uh, our partners in the travel and tourism and hospitality industry have been hit really hard Um, you know they were uh, among the first businesses and organizations that were required to close down even before you know we all were uh, you know told that we had to shelter in place or stay home so uh, it you know a lot of devastation there with our restaurants our hotels all of our attractions and venues being shut down uh, you see that now trickling through the summer with special events and festivals being canceled so uh, a lot of challenges uh, our approach to your question steve has been for our team at the visitors bureau to you know pivot inwardly you know, typically we do a lot of external marketing um, but at, at a time when people aren't traveling, we need to uh, recalibrate. And so we have taken the approach to, best we can, be a resource uh, to our business owners, our attraction general managers, uh, bringing um, information, education, uh, being their advocate to state, federal, and local elected officials on behalf of the industry and their employees. Um, and, you know, at the same time, starting to think about what recovery looks like, what that timeline is, and how we'll, um, you know, as an organization and as an industry, pivot going forward and what recovery looks like and what marketing looks like during that time frame. Uh, Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara has put together these little groups of organizations of people trying to plan re-getting started again, the renewal of what do we do in the region. So are you on one of those committees? Yeah, I was honored that the mayor asked uh, me to co-chair along with Ann Weirda from Burpee Museum the Tourism and Hospitality Working Group, and we have about 10 individuals from within the industry who are uh, working on renewal, rebounding strategies. Uh, another member of our team, Marticia Brown, she's the co-chair 
of the arts and culture group um, and uh, also a really important um, partner kind of group to the work of the tourism and hospitality team. Well, John, without tipping your hand, can you give us some insight as what we're talking about, like opening with masks, opening with social distancing, everything opens at once? I mean, is there stages? Anything you can share without tipping your hand where we are? Well, I don't don't think there's any uh, tipping of hands, but, you know, I think we are uh, following what the governor has set out. And while there's a lot of opinions on, uh, you know, maybe wanting to reopen earlier, uh, we're going to follow the guidance of the city of Rockford and the Winnebago County Health Department in understanding what can be done when. Uh, we want to open safely and, uh, you know, as ex- expedi- expeditiously as possible, but we have to do so in a way that is sustainable uh, for our community. I think one of the worst things that could happen uh, for the community, for our economy, is if we open too early ahead of science and data, then we're headed towards a second or a third peak and potentially future shutdown. So um, it's important, we've talked about with our task force, uh, the importance of open sustainably so that we um, don't see these uh, big peaks in the future to the extent that any of us can control that with uh, businesses within hospitality and tourism. It seems like the the cavalcade of closures continues to fall into place. I know you're on the uh, hometown Christmas and, and all the celebrations downtown, stroll on state and such. Do you see that continuing this year, or do you see that just to wait and see still? Well, it, it is our team's hope and desire to continue stroll on state this year, uh, you know, Fortunately, from a time standpoint, we have a we have, we have a long horizon in front of us, about six months until stroll on state. So there's a we're not in a position where we need to make a decision um, right now. It's uh, full steam ahead. Uh, we're certainly thinking about how the event will need to be different, um, how things will be spaced out, uh, what social distancing guidelines would need to come in place for a festival like that, uh, if it's allowed to happen at the end of November. Um, but my heart goes out to festival organizers and event uh, owners who have had to cancel. You know, just Festa was canceled and announced uh, this week. Um, you know, Young at Heart Fireworks, uh, you know, just yeah. um, on and on and on. The, the number of cancellations is really devastating. Um, and I think it's going to be hard for all of us as a community. Um, you know, those types of festivals and fairs and concerts are all things that we enjoy. Um, fortunately, we're all resilient. Uh, I've seen a lot of creativity coming out of organizations and individuals across the community that I think uh, we'll get through this, we'll get through it together, uh, and we'll look forward to the day that uh, concerts and uh, public festivals and parades can come back full force. So many events have been canceled, and not only that, the economic impact with hotel rentals and restaurant usage. Uh, is there a number? Have you tried to calculate the number of money lost for the city or anything at this time? You no, know, it's it, it's a staggering you know um, thought to think about how 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 much the um, economic impact the, was. The economic impact would would be. Um, you know, we know that, um, you know, if you just look at groups, uh, think about the sports tournament that would be happening right now. Um, we know that just in the kind of the month of March and April and May, $20 million in spending did not come to our community because those events were canceled. And now that number is going to continue growing. But that, that has nothing, you know, um, to say about the, the broader impact on hotels, on restaurants, from all of us uh, as locals not eating and for visitors not coming in. Um, you know, it, it, it's a staggering number. I think it's a little too soon to tell. 
um, uh, we'll, we'll start getting some better statistics here in the in the days and weeks to come. We are talking to John Grove from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. Last time I was downtown, the Marriott Hotel had the lights on. I was at an Ice Hogs game. Everything was clicking. Uh, any word on the Marriott Hotel Conf- Conference Center? Is that still on track to open, or are we just all waiting for the same mandates? Yeah, uh, so the, 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 the hotel, the, um, the Embassy Suites, uh, um, which is uh, by Hilton, is on track to open. They're going to open this summer. Um, I haven't heard of a specific date, although I, I did just look uh, myself personally. Um, you know, the fireworks are still going to happen. So I'm thrilled with that. And uh, so we, we, as a family, the kids have been wanting to stay in the hotel. And so I looked at um, reservations, and reservations are open uh, for the week of, weekend of 4th of July. I know they're on track to open. Um, I know they've been busy getting all the finishing touches. And so, you know, I think their, their intention is to open sometime in June. But unfortunately, Steve, I don't have a specific date for you. But right. uh, it, it looks beautiful inside. Can't wait for the entire community to see what, what, what that transformation uh, looks like. Really phenomenal. And Rockford Outdoor City Market, that was supposed to start early June. We haven't heard anything if that's on hold again or not. Do you have any insight on that? My understanding is that City Market will continue. Um, they're going through a process with the City of Rockford and the Winnebago County Health Department to understand exactly how they can open. Um, I think it will be significantly modified from prior years of what we know. Uh, but it is important to the market organizers to um you know, so do all they can to support those small business owners who who vend at the market every week, um, and to provide uh, our residents with a, an outlet to get out and support those businesses, uh, whether it's the food vendors or the the product vendors. And so, I think you should be hearing a, a, an announcement from City Market uh, soon about how they will open and when they'll open. But uh, my understanding is that they're on track to uh, have a City Market um, starting sometime in June. Uh, through, through the summer. And one last thought as we uh, think about positive things. The food truck drive through that debuted this week at Rivets Stadium was yeah. phenomenal. It's got to make you smile knowing that uh, a lot of people are, I guess, smart and handy and coming up with creative ways to keep business rolling. Right. You know, I give, I give a lot of credit to the team that uh, pulled that together. Uh, the team from Bamboo, I think, led that um, with their food truck. Um, I... I as I said earlier, there's a lot of creativity shining through. A lot of people trying to figure out how to do, you know, old things in new ways. And the food truck festival, the drive-through, uh, is, is one example of that. It supports those small business owners. It gives all of us uh, an option to get out of the house uh, while socially distancing uh, in our cars. And uh, I think that'll just continue to get bigger and better um, as, as they go forward. Give them a lot of credit for trying something new, sticking their neck out there, um, bringing those uh, you know small business owners, those food truck or, uh, owners together to do that. And I hope uh, we'll continue to see cool stuff like that going forward. Talking to John Grove from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. Final thoughts from you about the uh, events and planning and schedules for this year. Do you want 2020 to be a redo? <laughs> Where do you stand? <laughs> well, I think we all would uh, like to do 2020 over if we could. Uh, but since we can't, uh, you know, I would invite your listeners to get in touch with myself or get in touch with Ann Weirda at Burpee Museum if they have suggestions on how to safely and sustainably reopen. Uh, we're, you know, we are open to citizen input and feedback, uh, but we are going to reopen. We're going to see better days and brighter days ahead. Uh, there's already some uh, indications of that um, within our own marketplace, and uh, certainly as you look across uh, the country to other states that are already reopening. Uh, we're going to get there. Uh, it's going to be, unfortunately, I think a long climb back, 
Um, you know, but there's good projections about the third quarter of this year and the fourth quarter um, and recovery into 2021. And so, you know, from our vantage point at the Convention Visitors Bureau, we're going to do all we can to be a resource to market our community, to help people feel comfortable and safe uh, when they're here, uh, and uh, to help get us back to a point that uh, we're, you know, enjoying these public events and uh, able to celebrate together and come together as a community. Um, you know, we had a songwriting contest, and Clark Kelly came up with a song that was titled Up, 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 and I think that that is the direction of our community. Uh, and if we stick together and work together and stay together, we are on a good trajectory to be moving up, up, up. And the best place to stay abreast of all the changes and uh, additions and deletions and all that would be GoRockford.com, I take it. Yeah, thanks, Steve. So we are uh, doing best we can to uh, you know, keep a uh, list uh, up to date of restaurants that have curbside, and uh, you know, carry out and deliver uh, drive-through or delivery, uh, as well as the the venues that are opening, the retail stores that are reopening um, in, in phases. Uh, so, GoRockford.com continues to be a great resource to find information about what's happening in the community. John, it's always great to talk to you. I just catch a little vibe of inspiration and hope when we just hear your voice that there are going to be events. Eventually, we'll get there, but until then. We stay united. That's what we do in Rockford. So thank you, John, so United and have fun. Find, find creative ways. I will say, if I can, you know, our forest reserves, uh, our parks, our trails, they're all open. One of the great things that has uh, come out of this is our forest reserves are busier than ever. And how great is it that people are getting out into nature, uh, opting outside, and uh, exploring the community in new ways. So do that. You know, find ways to explore with your family, and have a great time here in the Rockford region. Thank you so much, John. Stay healthy. Take care. You too. John Grove from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau with This Week in the State Line. Back with more in a moment. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Up next on This Week in the State Line with me, Steve Summers, is Teresa Shriver from the Northern Illinois Food Bank. Good morning, Teresa. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm doing what we can. Keep moving. Just got to keep moving. And healthy. That's the bottom line. So, yeah. Earlier in this episode, Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara made a plea to the citizens to make food donations to our local pantries because of the vast need. So, obviously, Teresa, we thought of you at the Northern Illinois Food Bank. Wanted to check in with you and see how things are going and what we can do to help. Sure. Well, I'm really uh, excited to be able to just come on and talk about what we're doing. Um, you know, Many people uh, hear about essential businesses and essential workers, and, you know, they think about the health care, and they think about grocery stores, and, and we think about, you know, our FedEx folks that are bringing our packages to us, but food banks are also an essential business. So we have never once stopped doing what we do every single day, and that's making sure that there's food going out into our communities to the people who need it. So... We have been working day in and day out, um, planning as best as we can with the ever-changing situation um, so that we can provide the meals that we know that is needed right now. So we are always busy um, doing what we can do. Always busy, but have you noticed an increase in demand for food? Oh, goodness, yes. Wow. <laughs> as you know, uh, as a lot of people know, there's been a huge increase of folks that have been furloughed or laid off and searching for um, just some additional resources at this time. 
And so with that, we've definitely seen a really huge increase of folks that are searching out our network. Um, to give you an idea, you know, we distribute um, about 70 million meals over a year last year. Um, and we have about, we've done about 7 million meals in the last um few months now. Uh, so we are definitely on track to be above and beyond what we've been doing during better times. Um, so we are seeing across our network uh, anywhere from a 30 to a 70% increase of folks reaching out to our pantries. Um, and along with that, you know, we have a, a really amazing group of folks that man a SNAP hotline. Uh, and we take phone calls from people um, who maybe just don't know how to navigate reaching out and applying for these benefits that are available to them. And so we, you know, normally are there um, five days a week taking calls, what we can do. Um, but since the beginning of the COVID and since the beginning of the shelter in place, we've been working seven days a week to handle the influx of calls. And in the month of April alone, we had uh, assisted in twice as many applications than we normally do. So we did 310 SNAP applications in the month of April uh, for our folks here in Northern Illinois. Wow, those are impressive numbers. And I know a lot of people would love to donate that can. Um, they're all asking me, why am I picking the Northern Illinois Food Bank instead of all the other ones? Because you are actually the feeder to all the other uh, Baptist Hospital food banks and such, correct? Yes, yes. We have a network of almost 900 pantries, soup kitchens, and uh, meal sites across our 13 county service area. And Rockford, Winnebago is one of them. We work with a number of pantries there. Cornucopia, St. Elizabeth, River, uh, Rock River Valley, just to name a few right off the top of my head. Um, so, yes, we work with them. We we're able to get large donations in, you know, donations that they might not be able to handle themselves. We, we inspect it, we sort it, we package it, and then we send it out to them so that they always have food on their shelves. So we work together. Which is awesome. We're kind of at the, uh, the, the beginning of it all right here at the Northern Illinois Food Bank. So I want to donate food items or cash. How do I go about getting in touch with you or making that donation? Best way. Sure. Uh, honestly, best way, especially since most of us are sheltering in place, is to go uh, online. You can do it on your smartphone or your laptop. Just go to solvehungertoday.org. And there you can learn about all the things we're doing. We have a great COVID response page that talks about all the different uh, programs we're running and how we're responding to it. And then also right there you can find out how you can donate um, money or we can connect you with a local pantry to donate um, your your food items that you may have collected for us. Now, again, that website was solvehungertoday.org. .org. Yep. Okay, I want to make sure it was .org. All right. Now, um, my daughter had a question because we were talking about the need for food, and she's like, I don't understand how you can take a dollar and turn it into so many different meals. And how does that work? Just really quickly, uh, I hate math, but just a quick equation. <laughs> I do too, <laughs> but I can tell you. Um, sure. So <clears throat> we're a member of Feed America, and with that, along with um, the number of other partnerships that we have, 
Um, we're able to um, work with directly manufacturers and distributors to be able to purchase any sort of product that we might need to um, source uh, at, at a far lower rate than what you can get yourself at your Aldi, right? So right. we're getting things um, sometimes at whole cost, you know, wholesale cost, and sometimes even less than that. And then because of these partnerships, a lot of our uh, our partners with the manufacturers and, you know, like Prairie Farms and things like that, you know, they end up, you know, we might purchase them with them, but then they come around and they are able to donate additional product with us. So we can just have uh, a far stronger relationship with the folks um, that are making all those sorts of decisions that allows us to really stretch any monetary donation that anyone is able to give us. Great explanation, and we didn't have to carry the one or do any division. I love that part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, the fact that they are making such great donations, God bless them, but they can't carry the whole load. It does come down to all of us making that donation at SolveHungerToday.org. Uh, God bless the work you're doing, Teresa Shriver, at the Northern Illinois Food Bank. Are you getting any kind of rest yourself? I mean, you sound a little stressed. <laughs> I mean, just like all the other essential workers out there, you know, we are, we're definitely in hyperdrive right now. Um, I do try to take a quick moment and maybe watch a quick YouTube video every once in a while, um, refresh myself, but you know, we are here. Um, we've always been here to help our neighbors. And, you know, we are a, a hunger relief organization. And that means that we're here to solve hunger during times of, of great economic situations and in times of disaster like this. Well, thank so. you so much, Teresa. We appreciate that. That's Teresa Shriver from the Northern Illinois Food Bank. Again, they are located at 765 Research Parkway in Rockford. God bless you and stay healthy, okay? Thank you. You too. And have a great rest of your day. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Steve Summers. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line or subscribe to the podcast at rockfordradio.com. This Week in the State Line is produced by Midwest Family Illinois.